I want you to think back to late last month uh, when our all of our passion was ignited as we were all following the Titan sub story, the submersible that went missing and ultimately had a tragic ending of, uh, we found out that it imploded. This is the one that went to go view the Titanic. And this really was something that just captured our attention and the news cycle for days and days as we were all trying to find out what exactly was going on. There was a lot of conversation right from the start, though, about how this piece of equipment was never really meant to undergo a dive like this. So now we're finding out some more information about its capabilities and asking questions about whether or not dives like this should really take place. We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of excuse me, disaster and emergency management at York University, Dr. Jack Rozdilski. Dr. Rozdilski, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. We're getting more and more detail now about just how ill-equipped the Titan really was. So let's just walk through some of what we've learned. There's human error here at play, how much the company itself might have been negligent in this effort. There's there's emphasis on simplicity over complexity. That's how I've seen it written. And I, I think that that's a good way of explaining that. Can you expand on that, that emphasis on simplicity from the company's perspective? Uh, yes, I, I think um, first we have to acknowledge that we've had a tragic loss of life in this deep sea disaster. But second, at, at this point, about two weeks after the fatal June 18 accident, we want to figure out what contributed to this tragedy. And I would suggest that um, the way the Ocean Gate Company or organization has functioned was in a way that is not characteristic of high reliability type organizations, which do not simplify very complex operations. High reliability organizations, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, what I mean by a high reliability organization, these are organizations that operate in complex high hazard domains for extended periods of time without any serious accidents or catastrophic failures. Uh, for example, government space agencies like NASA or the Canadian Space Agency, uh, militaries with nuclear submarines or aircraft carriers, companies that operate nuclear power plants. These are organizations that engage in very high risk activities, but have a zero accident safety record where accidents and disasters are very few and far between. Okay, and we're suggesting that OceanGate is one of those companies that was not that was not acting in accordance with one of those high reliability organizations. Uh, yes, yeah, the OceanGate company and the way it's been uh, operating, let me go back to the um, uh, simplicity. Um, the OceanGate um, uh, operation to visit the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean, uh, they were engaging in a very complex activity with a potential to fail in new and unexpected ways. But then we've seen reports in the past few weeks, for example, of a video game controller being used to control the submarine. That's an example of perhaps an oversimplification mm. that led to more danger than what may have been necessary. Because if you think about a cockpit of an airplane or a control room for a nuclear power plant. These are very complex machines that are not run by video game controllers. They're ran by technical experts with years of training 
where men and women uh, are basically, um, they're, they're functioning professional engineers who engage in very complex operations, not visitors who may have limited availability to participate in rescuing themselves if their submarine gets stuck at the bottom of the ocean. So we might not necessarily know the answer to this, but what's the best What's the best way that we can rationalize why? Why emphasize simplicity for something that is so risky? Um, because, um, we want to emphasize uh, simplicity because high reliability organizations practice resiliency, meaning they have backups for the backups. For example, if one submarine goes down to the bottom of the ocean floor to take a look at the Titanic close up, it probably should be shadowed by another rescue submarine that's next to it, that's ready to go into action in case something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, sending two submarines down there is an extremely, extremely complex operation, but at the same time, the complexity comes out of the fact that these operations are very dangerous, very risky, very complex operations at their base. Mm. You know, I've seen conversations, too, about near misses with the Titan, a propeller being put on the wrong way, You know, issues about even the, the materials used. Was this just a, a piece of machinery that was just ill-equipped for this mission? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not able necessarily to speak to this from a marine engineering standpoint, but what, what, what I can say here with these near misses and close calls, high reliability organizations do not view near misses or close calls as a proof of a success that we got by with something, we survived, let's hurry up and do it again. In other words, a high reliability organization takes close calls and mishaps very, very seriously, stops everything, and even if there's a very, very small accident, it's a big deal, (laughs) and everything stops, and there's full investigation and oversight and debriefing and anal- and analysis of what potentially went wrong. And I'm suggesting that perhaps what we're learning now, that the Ocean Gate organization did not operate as a high reliability organization. So it begs the question then, Doctor, should we be going ahead with missions like this? Are they are they too risky? Is there too much room for error? Or was it Ocean Gate in this case that was just negligent? Well, um, I mean, we've seen historically with technological disasters that unfortunately accidents and disasters do happen. And this accident does not necessarily mean that we should stop undersea exploration or stop space exploration per se. But at the same time, any organization that sponsors or engages in these very high risk operations, especially when they're uh, for perhaps tourism purposes, should consider operating in either a self-imposed or a regulatory environment that adopts a very strict safety focus. In other words, an organization that has backups for the backups or suspenders for the suspenders. Hmm. Dr. Rozdilski, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Our guest is a professor of disaster and emergency management at York University talking about problems with the Titan sub and that it may have just been doomed from the start.